LMT is a lens by which you assess all economic understanding. The street is full of corruption. It is baked in to every aspect of our society. 1900s, Lenin was predicting global finance capital would do all the things it's doing today. This is written over 100 years ago. The title of this show should have caught your eye. We're fucked, so now what, right? We're fucked, so now what? I took a week off, baby. I took a full week off, enjoyed last week, my many of uh, the days my family was home. I needed a break, needed a break big time. And uh, went ahead and did a uh, let's get ready to grumble forever at status quo. And it was talking about the 40 year slide into neoliberalism and the way that uh, this stuff happened from, you know, going all the way back, quite frankly, to the Chicago school in the 60s with Milton Friedman, the 70s, the 80s, uh, with Reagan, 90s. Uh, you know, obviously we've seen Bubba, we've seen uh, Obama, and we've seen Biden, all Democrats, living and dying on neoliberal principles. And you, print, you put this stuff out there, and the, the natural response from a lot of people is, so what do we do now? Okay, I get it. We're fucked. What do we do now? And, you know, I've tried to explain this to people, and people that are really doing the homework, I mean, really digging in, it's hard, man. It's not easy work. But people that are doing the hard work understand, quite frankly, where we are today, where we are as a society. There's just no energy. There's not enough people hurting, sadly. Plenty of people hurting. I don't want you to confuse what I'm saying. Plenty of people are hurting. There's not enough people willing to do something different. The average person's going to just vote blue no matter who. Um, they're just going to assume that everything is the way it is and there's really nothing we can do about it. And that's how they're going to live their lives. We call them normies. You know, those folks out there that watch mainstream media, come home from work, kick off the shoes, do what they do. And they make up three quarters, probably even more, probably like seven tenths of society. Seven tenths of society is baked in with a bunch of people that think that you know, putting a Ukraine flag on their uh, promo, you know, their profile pictures represents being, you know, anti-war. What I don't know. The the average normie, the average person, isn't prepared to take action. Doesn't believe action's necessary. They believe they simply show up on voting day and that their elected people will do it. And the narrative is as simple as the Republicans stopped us. And that's good enough for them. That's enough information for them. Republicans stopped us. Oh my God, what, else, what do you expect the squad to do? What do you expect Joe Biden to do? What do you expect Obama to do? And explaining to them that they had a supermajority, they don't deal in that fact. They jump to, well, what do you want, Trump? So we're fucked. And we're fucked, not so much because people can't change, because I'm evidence that people can, in fact, change. Um, coming from the far right, um, doing my tour through the center, learning, learning, learning. And the more I learned, the more radicalized I became. But I'm also not one of those guys that can handle just a superficial answer. Unfortunately, most people are content with a superficial answer. And so when it comes to, yeah, Carpe Diem, exactly correct. A lot of people don't believe they deserve better. And they put that diminished expectation on all of us. So 
I'm telling you this, I'm setting the stage because in order to make change, you've got to convince people that not only is change possible, but they've got to understand the issues. We live in a TikTok culture. Most people aren't paying attention beyond a few minutes. It's terrible. Yet this live stream is going to be precisely one hour long. It's going to be one hour long because that's how long it takes to get the message through. And, you know, you see the metrics at the end of the video. You can go in there and watch viewers and you see people will stick around. They'll stay around for seven, eight minutes, and then they go off somewhere else. It's just the way it goes. So you got to understand even the most hardy of people that are willing to slog through an hour long live stream. God love you. God love you. You know, I appreciate those of you who are not, you know, wimps that just got five minutes so i applaud those people that understand that to move forward the answers aren't just simple and easy and straightforward some of them are a little bit more complex and require a little bit more than just a tiktok okay so you know i think to myself in order to make the kind of change you need you've got to radicalize guys like me former guys like me guys like me who Thought everything was okay, who thought you just sucked because you didn't work hard enough, who thought you had opportunity to go to school but didn't choose to do it, who uh, wonder why you took on all that student debt if you didn't mean to pay it back, who wonder why you bought that much house but you didn't have enough money to pay for it, who wonder all these things, right? That's that right-wing-minded insanity. But I had to learn to break free of that. And once I broke free of it and I realized what the game was, I became a rabid activist to overthrow that, to change that. And how many people do you see that will even show up to an event? We had a, a Medicare for All march in Washington, D.C. And a lot of people had planned it. A lot of money had gone into it. And I believe 70 people showed up. I believe 70 people showed up. So you ask yourself, well, where were the other millions of people? Where were the millions of people that claim they want Medicare for all? Why did they not see an event like this in Washington, D.C.? Very, very picturesque backgrounds, opportunity to be in front of people. Beautiful day, by the way. Why did we not see millions of people there? I'm sure part of it is social media algorithms blocked our ability to get the word out more. But more importantly, I think a lot of people simply didn't share the information. Or when they did, they shared it with the mindset that somebody else will go to the rally, not me. Because, you know, it's always this bystander syndrome. It's always someone else will do it. Someone else is going to go on my behalf. Someone else will do the thing. And so we're facing this weird dilemma. A dilemma of we need massive numbers to do something. But the vast majority of people don't understand the things we're talking about. They don't understand any of the stuff about the economics. They don't understand that not only can we do great things, but that we can afford to do great things. So with that in mind, how do you move forward? You can't move forward if you don't, in fact, have real, honest-to-God plans and people that are educated. It's just not. It, 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 it's not a real democracy. But it looks like a democracy on paper, right? It looks like a democracy. So you need numbers. You need numbers. 
Yeah, and, and here, here, look, you know, Steve, I love you, but marches on Washington are done. NPR, CNN, et cetera, right down the street and ignore virtually every protest. I lived in D.C., I know. And this is exactly, this is exactly the problem, right? That everything is going to be, it's impossible. That won't work. It doesn't matter, quite frankly, whether, see, I'm a Metallica fan, okay? And let me show you something here. I wasn't planning on showing you this, but I'm going to show you this. Metallica. No. But you just see this. I think that um, this is an interesting thing. This is going back to 1992. And I really truly had no intention of talking about metallica in this particular thing but we're going to talk about metallica momentarily because here's the deal metallica for years metallica was the best kept secret in heavy metal although the band's albums regularly went platinum in fact every metallica released since 1986's master of puppets has been a million dollar million seller the quartet was barely known outside the metal underground. Radio refused to play the band's music while the rock press gave the group only the most cursory coverage. And then when Metallica was among the nominees for the first Grammys, it lost to Jethro Tull. All right. So anyway, I'm showing you that. Why am I showing you that? I'm showing you that because in the end, we may not get we may not get enough people. We may not get CNN and MSNBC and the propaganda outlets that are intended to block the kind of information you want to get out there, okay? It, we're just not. We're just not going to get it. You know that. We know that. We all know that. But we activists need to talk to each other, and we need to develop plans and strategies. And, and I, want, I want you to understand something. Putting your fist in the air and typing viciously in social media, Dem exit, I'll never vote for a Democrat as long as I live. I'll never this, I'll never that. It feels good, right? It's like you got the belt and you're on it. Feels good to say Dem exit and stuff like that. I get it. But the no plan plan and the no willingness to do things methodically to teach, to educate, to expand the knowledge base, and then to organize and to expand and to exponentially make the impacts that need to be done. It takes time and it takes effort. And in this country, unfortunately, the left has been marginalized forever. And the people that are part of the left are caught in shiny object syndrome and they literally are like squirrels in the middle of a road. You know, saying, oh, there's something cool about Ukraine. Oh, Azov Battalion. Oh, no. Oh, my God. No. Anti-masking. Huh? Oh, my God. No. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Trans. Oh, my God. Non-trans. Oh, my God. That's no way to live. It's no way to live at all. It's no way to organize, and it's definitely no way to fight back. But alas, our YouTube friends have come to rescue us 
with the distraction show of the day. I don't like YouTuber A, YouTuber B, and YouTuber C. So I'm going to do a whole stream calling people very unserious people, extremely unserious people. And I'm going to talk about it ad nauseum. I'm going to use laughing emojis with the crying tears. And I'm going to talk about how unserious they are. Okay. And I'm going to do it repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly until I've splintered any potential movement building, any potential normie gathering, any potential energy, and I'm going to shatter it. That is what has become known as the revolution now, right? That's revolutionary behavior. It's ridiculous. So the problem comes in when you understand, look, do you think for a minute groups like the Pete Peterson Foundation, let, let, let's, let's look at the Pete Peterson Foundation for a minute. Give me one second, I'll pull it up. I want you to understand what you're up against, what we're all up against. It's going to blow your mind, and it's going to make you sad, and it's going to possibly make you depressed. But I'm going to show it to you because I think it's important that you understand these people aren't doing pop-up activism. They're out there, front page, front page of what they're doing. You see that? This is what they're out there selling. This is what they're out there selling. This is what these fucking losers are selling. But you know what? They've got money. Look at this. The rising national debt threatens economic growth and opportunities for future generations. Learn more. Get involved. That's pretty powerful, even though it's full of shit, isn't it? Oh, should we raise the retirement age? Look at that. Social Security is facing looming shortfalls. Here are the pros and cons of raising the retirement age. Look at that. Doesn't he look like a happy guy? They're trying to position this. It's like, hey, raise the retirement age. And then look at this. Higher interest rates in the national debt. The Federal Reserve denounced another rate hike. See what that means for the national debt. Expert views inflation interest in the national debt. Student Debt Smarter, introducing Student Debt Smarter, a new resource empowering prospective students to make more informed decisions about student loans. Finding solutions. We believe that by working together, we can create comprehensive bipartisan solutions to address our fiscal challenges. We work to bring Americans together to find and implement sensible long-term fiscal solutions for a strong, healthy economy that transcend age, party lines, and ideological divides. So think about this, okay? Think about this for just a wee minute, just a wee second here, all right? If that is what you're up against, if that's what you're up against right there, okay? I want you to think about this. They've got billions in the coffers. They've got millionaire billionaires and politicians out the wazoo preaching this. And it's bipartisan, folks. Nancy Pelosi, all of them. So if that's what you're up against, and every Tom, Dick, and Harry in the movement thinks that simply 
fist in the air in the land of hypocrisy. Hey, I'm excited. I'm going to be a squirrel. Instead of fucking laying tracks and building the goddamn plan and executing. Guys like me lose their shit. See, I still haven't shaken off of some of that right-wing thinking. It's like, God damn it, do the fucking thing. Do it right, man. Stop fucking giving yourself a fucking get-out-of-jail-free card, a pass for doing shit work, for not fucking following through. Stop giving yourself a pass. That's the right-wing in me still. I'm tired of fucking do-nothing people. I'm tired of people that say that they're in. Fuck it, Dilopoli. I'm going to take it down. Right? I'm going to take it down. And then you see them once again, worthlessly not understanding that we're up against these fucks right here. These guys right here. This is what we're up against. Let me say it again. This is what we're up against. And most of the fucking activists are over there listening to people that don't understand anything. They're humping Bitcoin, etc. So this is where the rich and the super rich are pouring their money in, pouring it in to make this the thing. Okay? They're making that the thing. Now, if they're making that the thing, I want you to understand. I want you to understand that if you're not fighting them where they're at, if you continue to say, I'm smarter, man, we just do chase the Azov Battalion, the 900-member Azov Battalion, chase the Azov Battalion, we're going to talk about Nazis, and we're going to avoid the fact that the U.S. doesn't give a shit that it's Nazis that it's funding. The U.S. couldn't care less. What those powers that be are doing is desperately trying to create the markets and maintain the extractive real resources as they split the world into a multipolar hell, okay? They don't care. It's not about Ukraine. It's not about the Azov Battalion. It's not about any of that. They don't care. Being Nazi is incidental. It's incidental to what they're doing. It's incidental. This is about the United States for the last fucking fuck what, just forever, allowing our infrastructure to crumble. You know, there's places that have still got clay pipes for plumbing out there. Some places even got wood pipes and some places still got lead pipes out there to deliver water. Think about Flint, Michigan. So the United States has allowed itself to fall apart. This is not about Nazis. This is about the fact that the United States thought it could live off of this colonial thing that it's been doing forever. And now that it realizes it can't live off of this neo-colonial state that it had built, it needs to hunker down and figure out how it can protect itself from getting gobbled up by these groups out there that didn't go with the colonial model, that took care of building infrastructure, that are prepared like China, okay? So to make us be able to fight back against the powers that be, you must understand what the fight is even about. <laughs> 
it has nothing to do with the Isoff Medallion. It feels good, rolls off the tongue. It's spicy, it's titillating, sort of like Bitcoin. Same kind of distraction. But if you understand, then you can organize around it. So do you understand why when somebody says, well, what are we going to do about it? The answer is we've got to educate. We don't get to choose the time we're born. We don't get to choose the battles that came into our world during our lifetime. We sadly are not going to be at the end where the revolution is most likely. We are somewhere in the middle of that arc because of the fact that we have not taking care of building a left in this country. We've allowed ourselves to focus on binge watching Netflix, worrying about our 401ks and our stock portfolios, going out and investing in fucking crypto losers and doing all these other fucking moronic libertarian things, thinking that the world will just take care of itself. Much like the people that don't show up to the rallies when you are trying to educate people. Okay. So this is where it hurts. You want to be the one. You want to be the one to pray the sinner's prayer with them. Oh, my Lord, Jesus. Please let me lay my hands upon him. Please speak life into my brother here. You want to be the one that prays that prayer with them. You want to close the deal. I get it. I get it. Everybody wants to be a closer. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers. Everybody wants to be the closer. But unfortunately, the material conditions in the arc of revolution that desperately want to explore through this thing called the S word that got fucked to hell and back because we just didn't deliver. We didn't do our job. We didn't follow through. Okay. But we had S word that was going to talk about the arc of revolution. We're going to talk about that thing that allows us to understand where we are. But we couldn't get out of our own way. And that's what this movement is like full of people that are full cups that won't get out of their own way. And so in order to move forward, you've got to understand what fight you're fighting. You have to have a political analysis. And guys and gals, you understand that doesn't just happen by osmosis. You've got to endure more than a TikTok. I, I just, I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry, hashtag, right? I remember going to grad school and I was a fucking recovering drunk. So don't give me any privilege crap because I was fucking homeless previously. Okay. I remember going to grad school and having to read 800 pages of an MBA textbook and about 30 white papers on all kinds of crazy shit, simultaneously responding to tons of comments in the online classroom and then going for a 10 hour class every other Saturday. Nobody put a gun to my head to do that. I didn't want to be on the wrong side. I wanted to learn. I have a need to learn. I have a need to know. I have a need to understand. And it goes from homeless, drunk, derelict to person that is obsessed with learning. We need to become a little bit more obsessed with learning to make the kind of change we need. I wrote a paper Oh, God, I guess it was like six years ago now. Maybe, maybe six, seven, five. I don't know. It was a while ago, pre-pandemic. And it was about Bernie Sanders has a problem. 
his most ardent supporters. People got their feels up. It's like, Steve, don't pass me. Don't pass me. I'm like, bashing, Bernie. I'm bashing you. I'm bashing you. Because, see, if you don't push Bernie past this whole, we're going to have a Wall Street speculation tax to pay for a Green New Deal. Okay? You don't push that and say, dude, that ain't how it works and get others to realize it. These chuckleheads still put me, well, Bernie's website said, his website said, his website's Wolf speculation. We have to be able to show people the reason you don't have a Green New Deal is not because the fucking Republicans raided a spreadsheet called the Social Security Trust Fund. It didn't happen. Republicans are bad for a million reasons. Raiding a spreadsheet ain't one of them. But yet these fucksticks will go out and say it over and over and over again. They will say it repeatedly. And that's what you're fighting with, folks. If you go by what they say, the only logical thing is to privatize Social Security. So all of a sudden, your Pete Peterson Foundation, your Pete Peterson Foundation, we're going to show this one more time just because. We're going to show it one more time just because. Right down here. Where are you? Where are you? Here, you know. Where are you? Where the hell is it? Did I screw up? Wouldn't be the first time. Ah, here it is. Social Security is facing looming shortfalls. Let's see what these douche nozzles are saying. Let's, let's see what they're saying. Social Security trustees estimate the program's primary trust fund, Old Age and Survivors Insurance, OAC, will spend more in payments to beneficiaries than it collects every year until it's depleted in 2034. And at that time, an estimated 70 million beneficiaries would see a substantial reduction in their benefits. All right. I can't even say it with a straight face anymore. It's like at some point in time, at some point in time, you got to care about getting the shit right. And you got to care the fact that most of your people don't get it right. And they don't want to get it right. And they're perfectly content saying Republicans raided the Social Security Trust Fund. It's like. Right? This is Team Us. And you want to strangle them. You can't even fight the bad guys because Team Us is busy carrying their water. Team us is busy carrying their water. So what do we do? If you don't have the numbers to even take to the streets, because you can't get but 70 people to a fucking Medicare for all rally. And the only rallies people show up to in numbers are the ones the establishment picks. They buy the buses. They rent out the fucking Spice Girls or the Dixie whatever, you know? And they get all these schlep rocks come in there and sing songs to you all day. And the people are going, something. You know what I'm talking about. 
duck lips, peace sign. Hey, what did you do that day? I went to a protest and I have a sign. It's right here. It's a really good sign. I did these special things. They don't know what they're doing. They're not there to make change. They're there for a social gathering. Because as soon as the social gathering's over, they go home. They're done. You're too busy to do basic things at that point. So the question you've got to ask yourself is this. If people are really, really serious about ending the duopoly, and they're really, really serious about making bold change, bringing the power back to the people, right? If they're really, really going to do that, then something's got to change. And it ain't with the others because we're trying to change them. But we need the army militarized, uh, what is it, militarized and trained up, trained up for a battle, trained up to debunk propaganda, trained up to teach each other so that we can strike back. Because otherwise, you're left with a bunch of people that don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They get really excited. I got the vapors. All excited. And they do nothing. Do nothing. I have long since, you want to know what I say? Let me tell you what I say. I say we need institutions. I say we need to build parallel institutions. Let me say it in the words so others may understand what I mean. When I say parallel, parallel means going this way. So we have the constant mainstream institutions. We have think tanks. We have the Fed. We have all kinds of uh, healthcare over here. We've got all the different government institutions that are captured and run by big, big capital, big business, okay? The parties, et cetera, all right here. We need to have something to counteract that. And that's where you have parallel institutions, think tanks, think tanks for people, regular people, trying to build one myself. And I assure you, the level of effort to get people to say, hey, it's maybe more important that I help build this than it is to binge watch the latest Netflix series. Maybe it's more important to do this than to go to the next concert. Maybe instead of driving four hours to a concert, I could have spent that four hours helping build a training class so that we can deliver to other normies and others that are not as well understood so we can get them into the fold, whatever. The bottom line is people don't make that choice. They make a different choice. They say, I want to go to the dance. I want to go to the bar this weekend. I'm going to go do something fun. So when I hear people say, well, what are we going to do, Steve? What are we going to do? I hear you telling us what all the problems are. What are we going to do, Steve? And I'm saying to you, my hashtag for the last decade, folks, hashtag decade has been each one teach one. Each one reach one, each one teach one. Because without us being aware, without us ready to fight back against the stuff that I'm talking about, that they are fighting, they're talking about all the things that we are fighting on. And I swear to God, you watch our stream, we get 60 people. Thank you so much, everyone, for being here. Thank you so much. But when you watch these other, like just like pick a pick a YouTuber fight shit show out there. They'll have 800 people watching the YouTube shit show. I kid you not. I swear on my life, folks. 
that, what are we going to do about it? Steve, what are we going to do? Just go over there and look and see. Why are so many people there for a food fight and not there to do what I'm talking about? Think about what I'm saying. Show me what's wrong with what I'm saying, if you can. I'm telling you right now, they are, they, here, let's do it again. Fuck it. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's just do it again. Why not? You know, it's like, let's see what they say. 31 trillion. These people have more money. Let's, let's see. Do they have uh, our found, the foundation? Let's see what the foundation says. Our mission is to increase public awareness of the nature and urgency of the key fiscal challenges threatening America's future and to accelerate action on them. To address these challenges successfully, we work to bring Americans together to find and implement sensible long-term solutions that transcend age, party lines, and ideological divides in order to achieve the real results. Pete Peterson Foundation, nonpartisan organization dedicated to addressing America's long-term fiscal challenges, blah, blah, blah. Thank God. If you ever wanted to talk about thank God, look, that motherfucker's dead. Very rarely do I celebrate that, but thank God. But look at who the board of directors are. Michael Peterson, Cooney. Wait till you see some of these leadership. Jeffrey Holland, Mira Sung, Susan Tanaka, Steve One. I mean, they get into Robert Rubin. Hey, this is the guy that's been instrumental in almost all of the fucking uh, real hardcore corruption that occurred during the global financial crisis. I mean, on and on and on. These people, all these people right here, not good people. Really, really your enemy. Cheryl Sandberg. And they've got tons and tons. Uh, they're 990. Uh, here, let's just for shits and grins look at 2020. They brought in. Forty million, four hundred and fifteen thousand, four hundred and twenty-eight. Think about that: forty million dollars, twenty-one million in uh, gifts and grants, and eighteen million in total operating expenses. I mean, I, I'm just, I'm just saying, right? I'm just saying. If you think about what I'm talking about, if you understand what I'm talking about, you understand that we are up against insane power, incredible power, and they're organized, and they don't bitch about showing up because they get a big-ass paycheck. But what do we do? How do you fix it? How do you get out of it? I don't know. You tell me. Yes, exactly right there, buddy. I'm going to say something. We did a podcast, and I'm going to show you this too now because I feel like, goodness gracious, for people that actually listen to this, this is my rant version of the world, okay? I'm telling you right now, if you look at what I'm about to show you, you there's another world that I live in as well. Obviously, I do shows over at Status Coup, but I also do shows right here, and I also do a very important podcast 
And I'm hoping that when you see this, that you'll say, oh, I haven't listened to that. Let me make sure that I don't keep that in play. This podcast right here is incredibly important, not just because I'm the one that does it. We just did our 200th episode right here with Fadl Kaboob. We had one with the breaking of the world with Tom Fozzie, where we discuss the real breakdown that's occurring between China, Russia, and the rest of the global South and the U.S. and the EU and NATO nations. But this right here with Clara, Clara Matei, the Trinity of Austerity. I mean, this right here is exactly, exactly what I do. Each of these things are incredibly informative. And you know what? Watch what happens when I open this up. I'm going to open up Clara's. Come in here. There's the podcast could share it a million ways. I don't see hardly anyone sharing it. I don't know why. It, it certainly isn't because it's a bad podcast. It's, it's got to be another reason, a reason I can't put my finger on. Goes out every single Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay. But if you go in here and you look, right, unfortunately, these things are below these comments. But if you come down here, you got show notes. You got a transcript, you got extras, talks about all kinds of stuff. All the different commentary came back from the podcast. We're trying to teach people, trying to teach you all so that you have all this information. Look at this. This is a class in and of itself on austerity. Look at this. This is the level of work that we do. And people have no idea what goes into it. They don't even know that the podcast exists half the time, sadly. And even those that do don't share it. I don't know why. That, that's the part that hurts my feelings the most, is that people that know we do this podcast still aren't ready to help us share it. Because this is the way forward, folks. You've got to teach this stuff to people. you got to teach it. And, you know, quite frankly, when you think about this, when you think about what I'm saying, okay? You understand that if we don't have a plan, I'm going to read this to you guys so that you understand something that I'm, I'm just going to be really blunt with. The, the ultimate reductionist says, vote Green Party. I and all my friends and family are proud to have voted Green and transhumanist parties every time they're on the ballot since 1996. I don't agree with Ralph Nader's anti-pharma, but, all right, I want to explain something to you. The laws of our country have made this electoral process a sham. They made it a joke. The Green Party has no power whatsoever, zero. I have gone and spoken at their annual meetings. I've spoken at a ton of events. I have worked too tirelessly with other people trying to help them rebuild their section M and their platform about money, which they've got all fucked up, okay? Regardless, they're trying to penetrate a system as it stands. And know that without having that system reject the duopoly on its own, choose to reject on its own, most states don't have ballot initiatives. So I'm advancing something outside of the electoral process. I'm advancing us looking beyond voting 
I'm not saying don't vote. I'm saying in the absence of real power there, the ability to do something. I'm saying we've got to build these things so it doesn't do this during each election cycle. Well, what do I know? I've only watched it happen over and over and over my entire 53 years. 53 years of pop-up excitement. Oh, we're so excited. Where's my T-shirt? And then all of a sudden, boom. Oh, my God, we're so excited. Got to do it. Do it. That's it. That's it. Done. Done. And that oscillating bullshit is why we get nothing done. And nothing changes. Ever. Without having the ability to reach people who are lazy, bored, maybe they're unintelligent, maybe they're highly propagandized, maybe they've been so beaten down they don't believe anything else is possible. Whatever it is, at the end of the day, we've got to build something that does this. Not right. Jesus Christ. At some point, you've got to recognize that this is not sustainable. This is the election cycle. And let me tell you something, too. The Green Party tried to recruit me to run for Senate against Bob Casey here in the state of Pennsylvania. I almost did. I was excited. Wow, they really want me. They did a thing to draft Grumbine to run. The problem, they couldn't provide me any support. They couldn't provide me any volunteers. I would have had to have found volunteers. They couldn't provide me any money. So at best, I would have been hoping and praying that somebody heard me somewhere. Hell, we can't even get people to share the shit around. So what was I going to, how was I going to get my message out there? The electoral process is intentionally stacked. I mean, the Democrats did everything they could to block Greens from the state of Pennsylvania to even be on the ballot, and they were successful. They were able to block Howie Hawkins. They were able to keep Greens off the ballot. And true to my word, I won't let Addie Barkin off again. Addie Barkin was out there arping and excited that they blocked the Greens from the ballot. That's the kind of perversion. Perversion. That was the kind of perversion that you can expect from the Vote Blue sycophant. But at the same time, you need the vote blue sycophant to have a change of heart. So how do you do that? It's got to be through a nonpartisan education process to build a radicalized electorate, to build a radicalized citizenry that is tired of accepting austerity, that is tired of accepting austerity. You've got to be tired of accepting austerity, and you've got to mean it. Because then you've got to wake up in the morning and get ready to fight. And then you got to fight throughout the day. And then you got to get ready to fight at night. A lot of people are like, I don't really want to. Everybody else isn't doing it. I'm wasting my life fighting. They're over there playing. Why do I have to work hard? They're not doing it. And let's be fair. We as a movement look very much like a construction site. There's 40 people standing around with a yellow vest. And there's one person in the hole digging. You know what I'm talking about. I know you know what I'm talking about. You're surrounded by people that won't help you. You're surrounded by people that won't do anything. You're surrounded by people that think someone else will do the job. 
you're surrounded by others that don't think it's important, that don't see the point, that won't bother. It's harsh. I'm not lying. It's harsh. What I'm saying is fucking harsh, but it's true. And the reason you come to listen to me is because you know I'm telling you the truth. You know I'm telling you the truth. So unless you're willing to address that head on, unless you're willing to acknowledge the fact that people are not serious, that they find YouTube food fights more important than fighting back against the Pete Peterson Foundation, unless you realize that more people are following these fucking fights online. And I want you to think about something. Why in the world do you think the U.S. gives a shit about funding Nazis? They don't care. They would fucking fund communism for five minutes if it got them resources, and then they would unfund it as soon as they could. They are the ultimate knife in the back six inches, pulling it out three and calling it progress. They will fund anything that gets them what they want. They don't care if it's the 900-member Azov Battalion or whether it is fucking Mussolini or whether it is Stalin or whether it is Sankara. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care. So if you understand what I'm saying, then you understand we must build parallel institutions that keep rocking and firing and educating Monday through Sunday, every day of the week, regardless of whether it's electoral season or whether or not the most important election of all time, if we don't vote for Biden, we will have Trump. Oh my God. And it'll be this wash, rinse, repeat. It will be this wash, rinse, repeat. Wash, rinse, repeat, wash, rinse, repeat, wash, rinse, repeat. And each time some new person will crop up out of the woodwork. I've got a great idea. It's like, holy shit, man, if you've been doing this for five minutes, you already have heard the idea they're coming up with, but they're ready to do it again. They're ready to fuck and Fight on, fight on, till you have one sense of washing. Hey, 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 right? You're going to get all fired up. And it's exciting. It's titillating. Mm, spicy. And then they're done. Just like a blue fart flame out of nowhere. It's done. We've got to build fucking parallel institutions that stand up. Even if somebody goes, I've gotten bored with this whole activism thing, man. I'm off to do something new. I'm going to focus on some other thing. I'm going to do some other thing. I'm easily distracted and I'm moving on to some other new thing. We've got to be able to build things that are strong enough to sustain even with that kind of fuck stickery. Okay. You don't have to like what I just said. I really don't because we're stuck no matter what. That's the problem. I am here to tell you that the government could give us every possible thing we want, that your fucking taxes don't pay a nickel of it, by the way, and that they collect your taxes only to maintain the dollar so that they, the government, the powers that be, can provision themselves 
And they do this by instituting a tax payable only in the currency it creates. So clearly it doesn't need that currency so that it can, oh my God, we're broke. What do we do? Whatever shall we do? Oh my God. Ernie Gerd, whatever shall we do, government? We are out of money. We must raise taxes to pay for things. At some point in time, don't you just want to go, shut up, Peter Pan, Count Chocula. Grow up. Don't you want to do that sometimes? Doesn't it make you, when people talk about paying for things with tax or raise tax and pay for things, doesn't it make you just want to say, grow up, Peter Pan, Count Chocula? Don't you ever want to break out the, hey, I'd like to be pimps from Oakland? Don't you ever feel like you just want to do that? I do it all the time. Inside, I'm like having these discussions because I, I know that they won't understand what I'm talking about because they're too busy doing blue flame fist in the air in the land of hypocrisy instead of staying focused and grounded so that we can win. You're not fighting pop-up revolution. You're fighting a multi, multi, multi-million dollar arrangement. And they don't change the subjects and they don't get bored. They don't go binge watching and fucking check out. No, they stay locked on. That's it, folks. That's how it plays out. And because they're not flaming out and say, you're a very ser unserious, serious, unserious person with the laughing emoji and the tears coming up because they don't do that stupid shit. They're busy kicking our ass from here to kingdom come. They're busy savat kicking us in the nuts or in the face or in the boob or whatever. They're busy kicking our ass. Organized, committed. They understand what they're fighting for. They have a mission. They are targeted. They plan. They have systems. They have processes. And they don't bitch about having to fucking do a process. They fucking bitch about learning something new. They just do it. They execute. They execute. That's what you're up against. Is it impossible? Only if you refuse to follow processes, build process, build institute. Then, yes, it is hopeless. It's absolutely hopeless. It's absolutely hopeless. It is absolutely hopeless if you are not willing. And if you keep following the, the food fight, if the food fight's more interesting to you than actually really fighting back, then we can't win. You're right. Then there's no point in moving forward. If that's your goal, if all you're going to do is sit there and shit on the centrist normies instead of finding a way to educate these dummies, if you're not going to go out there and mix it up with them and try and help them learn, all you're going to do is remain an edgelord. An edgelord with no power and no means of making change and sitting there viciously tweeting, you're a very, very, very unserious person. A very, very, very unserious person. Maybe it works. Hey, knock yourself out. I'm sure the Pete Peterson Foundation is Quaking in its boots, just shaking. Oh my God, they called us unserious. Whatever shall we do? Ever shall we do? I'm telling you right now, we are against moneyed interests that are organized. How do you defeat organization? You out organize them. How do you do radical planning? You fucking plan, you lay the plan out. You gather the requirements. You consider the risks 
Are these challenging? Fuck yeah, they are. But if you've got people that understand how to do it, follow them. Don't just sit there and act like you know better when you don't know your ass from your elbow. There's an old saying, and I know it's going to sound authoritarian, and I'm okay with that because sometimes an authoritarian, a benevolent dictator may be required. Lead, follow, or get the fuck out of the way. Lead, follow, or get the fuck out of the way. It's that simple. And unfortunately, there's a huge amount of leading, the Pied Pipers fighting out there, guiding you straight into food fight battles of YouTube celebs. Hey, guys, you coming? So Robin ran away, bravely ran away, away, oh, brave Sir Robin. Right? And that's what's happening. You're confusing food fights and Twitter and food fights and YouTube as meaningful activism. And you're busy doing this. It's amazing we don't have people in the infirmary with broken arms from how much they pat themselves on the back for how serious they are, as opposed to seriously unserious serious people. So, parallel institutions, absolutely required. If you try to organize in the Democratic Party, they'll co-opt you, they'll fold you in, it'll be over. You try to organize in the Green Party, they'll be busy telling you that they've got a money reform board that does it all, and they're going to fucking send you off into fucking AMI la-la land where you will never be heard from again. It's like gulag. Idiots on the economic side. Gulag. Go. That's it. So you've got to build something outside that, that understands not only class struggle, not only history, not only the intersectionality aspect of it, but you've got to build in the economics to fund it so that you understand, so you can teach others. Or not, or not, or not. You can choose not. Hey, man, do your thing, man. Be all you can be, baby. Fist in the air in the land of hypocrisy. Mm -hmm. Whatever gets your rocks off. But if you want to win, you want to know what next, you want to know how to do it, Cut with the fucking squirrel-based activism. Squirrel running the room. <laughs> I mean, I feel like SpongeBob, you know, activism. SpongeBob. SpongeBob and friend front and center. That's what I feel like I see half the time. And I know you know what I'm talking about. I know you know what I'm talking about. Every other day, some rando person, I'm starting a new thing. Hey, I'm starting a new thing, too. I'm starting a new thing. Maybe we can all start a new... No, no, no. I'm not with real progressives. I'm with independent media. Independent media. See, nobody wants to put the jersey on. Nobody wants to do the do. And therefore, we end up where we are. A bunch of whirling dervishes. And voila, we get nowhere. So... I want you to understand what I'm saying. I want you to consider what I'm saying. I want you to understand that the answer is not the sexy one. The sexy one would be, hey, man, let's just take to the streets, man. Fist in the air, and we're going to take it over, man. We're just going to run through the naval yard. We're going to take it over. We're going to take over the barracks. We're going to take over the White House. We're going to take over the Federal Reserve. 
We're taking over the DNC. We're taking over all L Street, K Street, and all the rest of the streets. We're going to do it because we are the man. We're fist in the air, right? I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Parallel institutions. And let me tell you why institutions. And my last minute here before I have to sign up, I'm going to talk a moment about institutions. Institutional knowledge is knowledge that is no longer political. It's knowledge that everyone considers settled science, like raising interest rates to lay people off to stop in not, you know, inflation and believing it came from government printing money. This is a lie on every level. Each one of those was a lie. But disgraceful people will repeat it. And the disgraceful people at the top know it's a lie, but they say it anyway. But that's institutional knowledge, meaning it's no longer politicized. It's just the way it works or doesn't work. We've got to build institutions where the things that we know we've already worked out and we agree upon, and these are the things that are necessary, the building blocks for us to move forward. If we continue down the path we're on, we will not in any way, shape, or form get the things that we need to get. And that's just the truth. It's unfortunate, but that's the truth. I'm trying to find something interesting here to throw on there. I think I figured it out. Guys, please like and follow our pages, subscribe, turn on notifications, all that happy horse shit. Become a donor if you like, if you think what I'm talking about is important and you're not hearing it elsewhere. By all means, please, we could use your support. If you want to volunteer, man, go to our website, realprogressives.org. Get involved, fill out a form, and we'll see if we can hook up. But in the meantime, though, just remember, the path forward to really winning this thing is going to require more effort than voting. And it's going to require more than you're probably interested in doing right now, which means we're going to need a lot of people. And they're going to need to be organized, kind of like the Pete Peterson Foundation, only with less millions in the bank. So. Hopefully this was good for you. My name's Steve Grumbine. I am the Rogue Scholar, and this is me saying, see ya. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to support our efforts, please take a moment to subscribe and check out our other work on the Real Progress in Action YouTube channel and visit our sister organization's website at realprogressives.org. 